The Utah Jazz fall to the Miami Heat in a great game with two of the best in the NBA going head-to-head. But the big picture issue for the Jazz is some great news out of this one. The Jazz handle a switching defense. We'll talk about it coming up on Postcast. Postcast is brought to you by the store located 600 South as well as located at the Gateway. All sorts of great things for the upcoming holiday season as well as mudslide cookies, which you usually get after wins, but not tonight. So the Jazz lose tonight by the final score of 118 to 115. They were down by 19 and blown out. They fire back on a massive run and get a shot near the end to try to tie it. Uh, The big picture to me, though, Ron, uh, is not about, I guess, two things. One, I don't really think it was as close as the final score, right? They made a great run, but they were down 19 with about five, six, seven minutes left, and that's not great. But offensively, for the first time in a long time, we saw them handle switching defense with success. They had a 122 half-court offensive rating tonight. They... Really, and that's as good a switching defense as you're going to see. They were flummoxed at times. They couldn't find Rudy Gobert. Miami was shifting. Spolsters was good at coaching it. You got veteran guys. Spolster even said to us before the game, like, we have guys who are defensive guys. And I thought they really did a nice job against that. And to me, for the long-term well-being of this franchise and the goals of this season, that's actually more important than a W or an L for me. And probably the best they've seen all season long. Um with, with, as far as that is concerned, and I thought they responded well as well because. Uh, right, wait a second, we got to turn this around. This yeah. Is pretty cool. Yeah. So there's a group of kids here, all with their Donovan Mitchell jerseys on. And Donovan is meeting with them out on the floor and is taking them out on the floor. Look at that. Donovan's amazing. All right, go ahead, Ron. People can watch yeah, that. Yeah, well, you can... the, 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 we were talking about the switching defense and how the Jazz were pretty much prepared for it. And, and even though the, the Heat got a lot of what they were trying to get out of it uh, defensively, the Jazz had spurts of where they were able to handle it and, and made a basketball game out of it. Uh, the big thing there is is taking advantage of, of, of situations when, when you – you know, when, guy, when teams are switching on you. Uh, the Jazz, for the most part, uh, made some big shots. Thank goodness Donovan had such a huge night going 14 for 28, and, and uh, Donovan had ended up with seven assists there as well. Donovan had zero rebounds tonight, but he was doing so much, you know, on, on the on, – on the, shooting the basketball, it was just un, unreal. But it was a test for the Jazz. Uh, I thought the Heat did a great job of, of, of closing out. I mean, they really uh, switch and they attack. They switch and attack. So, And the Jazz did, did a great job of that. Well, the Heat are really good. And Kyle Lowry had the, uh, I believe, was the fourth oldest player in the history of the NBA behind Carl Malone, John Stockton, mm-hmm. LeBron James to have a triple-double. They have Tyler Hero bearing mid-range. They went bananas from the mid-range tonight. Mm-hmm. And what's, you know, what's really difficult about the Heat, and this was one of the worst defensive games the Jazz have had in years, frankly. At the end, it's not as bad, but it's back up to Denver last year when Jokic just killed them. Uh, It's back to the night in Portland where I think Dame set the franchise record points. Uh, And they did it largely long twos. They were 10 of 16 on long twos, which is unusual. But they just come at you with so many different combinations that, 
there's not, and it'll be interesting to go back and maybe pull some numbers for this game and see what combinations they found and that they ran the most because, you know, if they're running a bam out of Bayou pick and roll, well, okay, well, maybe we're dropping the big, but then when they run a Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, you're doing something else. And then if you're running a uh, Tyler Hero, bam out of Bayou pick and roll, but Jimmy Butler's in one corner, you might want to do something else. And it, there's just a lot to it. And the Jazz, I don't think we're able to have their usual kind of game plan narrow focus that they usually have against opponents. Yeah, and the difference is going to be the next time they meet this team, David, is that they, they were they were going off film on what they most teams do on how to attack the switching defense. But now that they played them, knowing that uh, different players in different situations out there on the floor, they can make some adjustments with, uh, with that, uh, meaning – Joe Ingles might not be able to, when certain players is on the floor, that that switching defense might be less effective as it is with somebody else, and that type of thing. So those kind of adjustments, I think they'll they'll be able to make. But I, I don't think the 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 uh, the Heat's pick and roll was that a well. It was very effective, but I don't think the Jazz that it's going to be able to handle the Jazz are going to be able to handle it the we'll next see, time they meet. We'll play them again in about a week. Should be yeah. a good one. Tickets yeah. are available. I would strongly suggest come out to watch it. Was be- it was beautiful basketball tonight. It was I mean, great it was basketball. really great, great, great basketball. Yeah, if you didn't watch the whole ball game, of this whole ball game, boy, you didn't you didn't like the game at all. Uh, Rudy did not have a great night tonight. He did not impact the game defensively. He was not particularly good offensively. What what do you think happened? Here well, it, it's it's hard to hard to say, David, because of. Adebayo, I think, kind of took him out of it. And you remember, I said before the ball game that one of the coaches thought that. Uh, whoever has the best night between Rudy and, and Anabayo was going to be uh, successful for the most part. And, and Anabayo had a, a very good night, mid-range time. He didn't challenge Rudy at the rim. He kept his distance, making mid-range shots. And, and, and then he just does such a great job of setting picks and making teams better you know, for his teammates. The really interesting thing to talk about Miami's versatility here is that Miami had changed the way Anabayo was playing this year. He wasn't playing with the ball in his hands. Last year was a lot of handoffs. He had a 24% assist rate. It was down to 10. You know what they did tonight? They went back and played that way. Yeah. They went back and played a the other variation of the way they play without a bayou because of Rudy. And, you know, to, to Eric Spolster's credit, he found a game play where Rudy didn't impact it defensively, which gets us back to kind of the negative side of where the fran- where this team is on its quest to try to win a championship is if Rudy's not having an impact defensively, can you be good defensively? Well, we were not tonight. We had one of our worst defensive nights. So kind of the two main issues of the season, can you deal with switching defenses? Can you be impactful defensively when Rudy's not? The answer to one, they seem to have actually made huge strides on. The other one, they're still kind of ground zero. Yeah, I'm very confident in the next week and when they play the Miami Heats, they'll be ready for everything that that, that they throw at them. Now, uh, there was part of, of the, the, the game plan and what the Jazz were preparing for. They were telling me that they thought that the Heat was playing inside out, meaning uh, what that means, I don't know, because they don't use post-up plays, but playing inside out, meaning driving kick or back doors and that kind of thing, and then find open shots from the outside. They didn't play that way tonight. So, uh, uh, we'll see what happens in, in a week. Well, they adjusted because of Rudy, and then they took Rudy kind of out of the game in that sense. Donovan was absolutely masterful. 37 points, bringing the Jazz back. Uh, they got some balance in that. The Jazz ended up only hitting 18 to 45 from three. Unfortunately, Jordan Clarkson is not entirely out of his slump. Joe Ingles is not 
figured out how to be impactful against switching defenses. The Jazz did not get a lot off their bench. And Eric Pascal, one of six shooting. I mean, this is the Jazz gain a lot with Rudy Gay and, and Eric Pascal in some ways, but they'll miss they miss George Niang's just knockdown shooting out of that position um, as Pascal's begin to slump a little bit shooting. So the Jazz uh, missing some shots, but Miami shoots lights out 60% from the field, 52% from three. And that really might be the story. The, uh, what's your opinion? In your mind, when you analyze this game, do you end the game at the horn when it was a three-point game, or do you end it when it was like a 19-point game and the Jazz had gotten run, or do you see that, that the Jazz made inroads in that run and did something different? I, I think when you make inroads, you, you find something. You, you, you continue to fight. You always want to continue to fight because there's going to be tons of basketball games where, you know, you can say, okay, we're down 10 with, with two minutes to go, you know, that kind of thing, and, and, and all of a sudden you throw in the towel. You always fight. I remember the Jazz years ago won a basketball game with Daryl Griffith was, was on the floor. Hot Rock was making the call, and I'm doing the broadcast. They won the ball game in 40 seconds. They were 10 points down. So it, the three-point shot has made a big difference in how a team can, can, can lose it or win it. And so I think you always fight. All right, Jazz fall in the last second. Donovan Mitchell out of three. A bunch of questions about that. Uh, that was a pretty good look considering. Seven seconds left. He got a look. They're going to foul if you put it on the deck. And now you're going to be into that. And, you're, and you don't have any timeouts left. So you're probably in trouble. So that's pretty much what you're left to at that point. The play before, they made a nice play where they got the two uh, and put themselves in that position after Hero missed one of the free throws and then Butler made uh, the others. Um see what any of the other uh we talked about Ingles and joshua mcgrath is worried about the bench's performance we just kind of touched on that rudy gay hopefully back to help some of that um which did we change anything in the comeback ron no i, I think if you change something you you, you try to find a way to make uh, a maybe a different way to make rudy impact the game a little a, a little bit more uh i know they start running a zone there toward the end of toward the end of the basketball game on on a couple of occasions that didn't work um mainly because probably players just aren't ready to do it they don't do a lot of it so how good can you be at it when you don't when you don't run it that often but make rudy a little more impactful during the game and and boy for get joe Ingles involved some kind of way i thought when they pushed the ball up the floor they got some early threes that 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 would be a way to get um Joe and Boyan for the most part, but you, they, those guys got to run the floor if if uh, they want to, uh, you know, take advantage of that. That wraps us up. It's postcast. We'll be in Orlando tomorrow, four o'clock Mountain Time tip off. Hopefully, you'll join us. Talk to you then.